Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I'm so grateful you're here with us, and I am so thankful to be your host. We're going to be looking at bedding in the ancient world, beds in the past, and specifically an article on ancientorigins.net, Medieval Box Bed Returns, Closing Yourself In for a Good Night's Sleep. I thought this was so fantastic, but we're going to discuss a little bit about bedding in the Bible as well, because Bible's very specific. Jacob's on the run. He gets a stone or multiple stones together to lay on. David, it's very clear that he had people sleeping around him. In the book of Song of Solomon, you have both the woman and the woman's mother's bed and Solomon's bed mentioned. And Jesus saying, uh, birds there have nests, foxes have holes, and I don't have where to lay my head. <laughs> so what were beds like in the ancient world? Well, I, know, I will say that um, I do plan on doing an extended series on Yamuchi's book on daily life in Bible times. Absolutely great book. I highly recommend it, just like I do this website, ancientorigins.net. Um, and I think he's got a section in there on beds and housing and all of that, that we could go into more specificity. But even on missions trips, like to Africa, for example, it's, you know, most people, it's, it's a very problematic thing for bedding. And even in Jesus' time, where he's carrying, telling this parable about the uh, prayer of importunity, that somebody's knocking, needing something, a guest has come to their house, going to a neighbor's house in order to obtain it, and you wake the children up. Well, that's because the whole family kind of slept in one room, the best we can tell from houses in Israel at that time. But this goes all the way back to Sumerian houses there in Uradu, Ur, especially other places that we found. So let's get started again. I just want to say thanks for being here. Do check out our other podcast on the channel. Please subscribe to the channel. Please leave us a five-star review. It just helps people find us. Let's dive into this article. So the box bed, I just found this so interesting. It's 600 years old. Mm, I'm not sure if it's ancient archaeology or not, but it is a study of history. It, it qualifies, I would assume. So the box bed, that's not box spring, sometimes known by its French name as Lit Close, is a bed built into a piece of furniture. It looks curious to us today. It's somewhat of a novelty to climb into bed and shut the doors behind you. 600 years ago, this kind of bed was very popular, and it's making a comeback today. Now, I did watch a YouTube video a while back, education, inspiration, religious. That's kind of the usage for biblically for these formats. Um, where it was talking about somebody in Japan, I believe it was. It was Japan, maybe Indonesia. But you actually buy, like, one of these old beds, you just climb in and shut yourself in, and it's like 10 or 11 bucks a night. I've noticed at airports, they have these things too that, you know, you rent by the hour, it's like 25 bucks an hour or something, and just go climb in a bed, shut yourself in. So it's very conveniently designed, get back to the article. As its name implies, the box bed is a bed which is completely contained within a wooden box. It reminds me of a coffin, doesn't it? 
There was a certain lot of variations in design. Some had curtains for privacy, while others were completely closed off with sliding wooden doors. By the way, I say privacy. I just, never mind. They could be built in a number of ways to utilize the space available. Some were freestanding and could be moved, and others were built into recesses of a room. There's a good picture here of a mother delousing her child's hair. Boy, the more things change, the more they stay the same, don't they? Known as a mother's duty, 1658-1660 by Peter de Hoek. This image shows a box bed with curtains built in to recess the room. The most well-known description of a box bed is Emily Bronte's 19, excuse me, 1847 novel, Withering Heights, which I don't think I've read that. By the time of the novel, the box bed was a thing of the past, but even then, Bronte noted how conveniently designed box beds were, admiring them for their practicality, giving each member of the family their own privacy, with no need for individual rooms, and for the fact they made the narrator feel very secure when he was in the bed with closed panels. Had medieval origins. Got an incredible picture of one, two, three, four, five ladies in, like, bunk beds, but with the sliding doors kind of deal. While they were already obsolete by the time of Bronte's novel, the box bed had a long history of use. The roots come from medieval Brittany. By the 16th century, 1500s, examples of box bed could be found across Europe, including France, Scotland, Netherlands, Scandinavia, and Austria. As they became more popular, more commonplace designs advanced in the 18th century, 1700s, box beds could be quite sophisticated and cleverly designed to blend into the room and look like inconspicuous cabinets. I've seen people have other stuff like that, too. I don't. Um, while they seem a bit odd or even claustrophobic, yeah, and how about breathing in there? Box beds were a very practical solution to a lot of problems faced by people living in medieval Europe. Firstly, they provided a private space. Many families slept in the same room at that point, just like in the Bible. Poor families often live in dwellings with only one room, even as recently as the Victorian era, particularly in rural communities. Now, I didn't want to say going back to Sumerian houses. I think the basic Sumerian house had like four rooms, and it's odd that they had like cookie-cutter houses like we do in some subdivisions, too that you just knew and you found that this is what you're looking for. And so they, you either had a mansion, like a royal palace, or you had one of these little guys. And in the Holy Land, you actually had a rooftop, and that's the reason in the law you've got the laws for the battlements and all of this type thing. The beds meant that people were able to retreat to a private part of the room. They also helped to divide the room up. Furthermore, as the beds were built in boxes, which were usually raised off the ground, they provided storage space. Also, bugs and Mickeys, Mickey Mouses, too. They usually had a large bench in front of them, which could be used as seating, and which also had space for storage. The doors under the bed or bench were sometimes pulled out to use as a bed for younger family members or guests. The original height of bed. It's also noteworthy that a lot of surviving examples in the regions where the box bed prevailed the longest are in regions such as Scandinavia, which are mercilessly cold during the winter. The enclosed nature of the box bed means they're very warm, and keeping warm could be a matter of life or death in medieval times. This probably explains why box beds were used in frigid Scandinavia uh, longer than anywhere. 
I did want to say this too. It, it mentions, you know, 600 years ago, they were spread all over the place. They originated in Brittany. So I don't really know how old these things were, you know, when they originated. One final upside to the box bed is examples with doors and panels help keep people safe. Whilst it may not happen often in rural areas, there's always a risk that a dangerous animal like a wolf. Man, and we hear about gators and bears getting in houses, you know, down here in the south. Where I live, gators, but like North Georgia, North Carolina, Tennessee, bears. Box beds kept individuals and dwellings safe, at least while they slept. I just saw this. As I'm reading through this, they have like a, a deal. Why did King Tut have possibly the first three-part folding camp bed ever made? And then a bed bought online for 2,200 pounds, maybe a 15th century a bridal bed of King Henry the Seventh, and then steamy fresco discovered in Pompeii, of which there's a ton, Heraclium as well. Bedroom depicts a section of Queen Leda by a swan. I like the King Tut, and I always enjoy like somebody buys something at a yard sale, and it's like the first copy of the Declaration of Independence or something. Um, the medieval box bed returns. Now I've already mentioned some of this. After a period of several hundred years, the box bed is starting to make appearances in homes across the world again. While there is thankfully very little chance of being attacked by a wolf while you sleep nowadays with coyotes now, we see them in major cities. The cramped living conditions and prevalence of studio apartments and wharf rats too, I might mention. They say in New York City, even on top of the Empire State Building, you're never more than eight feet from a rat. Mean that, and I've, t I've taught known people that rat experiences in North in uh, there, in New York City, also Cincinnati. Guy worked on the dock on the Ohio River. He said the first time he ever saw one, he said, man, the thing looks like a dog, and it was a wharf rat. Oh, and even I knew somebody who worked at Home Depot in Morrow, Georgia, and they talked about, anyhow, let's get keep going. I mean, they're once again a handy solution to the problem of privacy in a single-room living situation. Now that box beds are growing in popularity again, there are some regions that have come full circle. Large cities such as New York, where people are turning to box beds in their studio apartments, are resorting to a trend that was used by many of the earliest inhabitants in New York in the 1600s, 17th century. And they're every bit as practical now as they were 400 years ago. You know, and I've seen, you've probably seen these too, like the tiny house, and people are turning like uh, truck beds into traveling houses and a lot of times they have like box beds but bedding is a big deal i remember wasn't it brother terry ih terry used to say always get a good pair of shoes a good car and a good bed because if you're not in your feet in your car you're in the bed if you're not in the if you're not in the bed you're usually your feet or your car so he said that's just the three things they say he was very famous for teaching three things a very brilliant man started a great church in fresno California. So God bless betting in the ancient world. I hope you found it as interesting as I did. And all this part of archaeology. I do, I love apologetical archaeology, but I love all aspects of archaeology. How did people live? And one thing you realize, and I got this studying philosophy, um, is the same questions they were asking 400 BC were asking today. And no solutions. That's only found in the Word of God. God bless you. Talk with you later. Bye-bye.